0: Springfield Talk one oh four one and hello everybody good Monday morning, man, I have around 80 or so today, clinging to those summertime temperatures. Streaming live, Facebook, one zero four one Nick Reed, you'll find us there, sponsored by Springfield Raps, who designed the KSGF studio. We'll talk with Congressman Burleson in the 8 o'clock hour, get his thoughts. Uh, we have gone from, uh, last time we spoke with him, Jim Jordan, being the sole individual that was seeking votes for the speaker's race to now there's like nine. Uh and Jordan's like out of it. And so it appears to be chaos, at least in terms of any sort of focus on any one individual. Uh, We in our conversation with Congressman Burleson last week, he noted that he his fear was if Jordan did not get the speakership, then uh, the Democrats were going to end up ultimately picking the new speaker. We'll get his sentence if that still holds true after the past week and his thoughts on how all that unfolded, plus uh, Congress's position on Biden's um, marketing to get Ukrainian dollars... Um, tied to any sort of Israeli aid. In fact, the one hundred billion dollars that he said he is requesting of Congress, <clears throat> which some including Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, he said that's dead on arrival, having these these joined together. Um, that uh, you know, a majority of that in the the context of the war that was launched against Israel, a majority of, of those one hundred uh Million dollars, billion dollars, uh, going towards uh, Ukraine. Actually, not Israel. A smaller portion of it there. So we'll we'll get his thoughts on that, and plus some of the latest developments in terms of corruption with the Biden administration over the past week. It's been revealed that his brother appears to have been just as heavily involved in the uh, this this crime operation, same as Hunter, and uh, checks being written by brother Biden to Joe, one in particular for $200,000 on the same day that he received $200,000. So um, what you know clearly to any person who has any sort of brain in their head recognizes that his brother was acting as a conduit to direct some of this money to Joe Biden, though we'll still be told that that's not evidence, of course. That's not evidence whatsoever. Of course, the latest with Israel, uh, including threats from Iran, we've got that Coming up, I do want to lead off, though, after we get the latest news update here. There is some new polling, and it shows that Trump is leading Biden and RFK Jr. in a three-way race. The Harvard Caps-Harris Poll survey shared with The Hill that information coming up just moments from now. The latest news. Good morning, everyone. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. A Springfield teen is dead after being thrown from a car and run over on I-44. Highway Patrol says the crash happened just after 3 a.m. Sunday northeast of Marshfield. 18-year-old Madison Bell was a passenger in a car when the driver ran off the right side of the road, hit an embankment, and flipped over. Bell was thrown out and landed on the road. Troopers say a car hit her and did not stop. A high school student was attacked after a football game Friday night. And police took a juvenile into custody. According to officials, the attack didn't happen on school property, but in a statement they say, "Quote, the safety and well-being of our students and staff are our top priority." We encourage parents to discuss any concerns their child may have with our counseling team. The Lamar Police Department is investigating the assault and have confirmed that no current football players were involved. The injured student is said to be in stable condition. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, a high near 80 today with a 20% chance of showers sometime in the overnight hours. A low of 64, 40% chance of showers tomorrow. Otherwise cloudy, a high near 76 And Wednesday, a slight chance for rain in the afternoon, then partly sunny, a high near 78. Former President Trump leading Biden and RFK Jr. in a three-way race, a new poll has found. The Harvard Caps-Harris poll survey shared with The Hill showed Trump receiving 39% support, Biden 33% support, Kennedy 19% support in a three-way race, a separate 9% of voters say that they uh, do not know they're unsure when those who were unsure were asked who they would vote for if they had to choose trump got 42% biden 36 and kennedy 22 in a two-way race Trump holds a five percentage point lead over Biden with the former president receiving 46 percent, Biden receiving 41 with 14 percent of respondents saying they're unsure, did not know. The survey noted that Biden gained one percentage point since a similar survey was conducted in September, while Trump gained two percentage points. This again, of course, we know their polls. It's very early. A lot can happen. The required sort of uh, asterisk to any poll discussion. But I would note that this, again, defies what has appeared to be the conventional wisdom that RFK Jr. would hurt Trump. In fact, this poll shows that with RFK Jr. in the race, Trump's lead over Biden increases. There have been some polls that show it that RFK Jr. in the race would have Uh, an equal impact on both of the individuals. And I'm sure that there, I think there was some survey that showed that he would draw a little more from Trump. But what we have seen, in addition to some of these random polls, is that there has been some consistency showing that RFK Jr. actually does draw away from Biden. Now, the reason that so many, and incidentally, I'm not welded in and I, I have not been welded in to the belief one way or another. In other words, there, there are some out there, some conservatives who have been writing op-ed pieces, who have been saying that RFK Jr. in this thing, that he definitely, there's no question about it, Trump is the one he's going to hurt. And the reason they use for that is polling in which voters are asked, uh, do you have a favorable or an unfavorable view of RFK Jr.? And Republicans showed a greater degree of favorability in terms of their view of RFK Jr. than Democrats. And so the assumption that was made is that that means those people, if it comes down to voting between him or Trump, that they're going to choose RFK Jr. And that's a leap. Those are two totally different questions. I noted my own personal response, though I haven't been asked, by a pollster or one doing a survey, that if I were asked, do you like, do you have a favorable view of of RFK Jr.? If I'm thinking in the context of just his existence in the political realm, I'd probably say yes, simply because he's one of the few Democrats or left-wingers, though he's running as an independent now, that will actually sit and talk with people who have opposing viewpoints without simply Crying racism or sexism or any of these other absurd you know, names that the left constantly calls when they don't actually want to have a discussion. And he also hasn't decided to go off the rails and be, you know, pro grooming kids and leave the border wide open and forcing young girls to shower with middle-aged men in locker rooms who self-identify as women. Uh, you know, he he's not gone completely off the rails. So, for a Democrat. Sure, yeah, I've got a favorable view of him. Does that mean that I'd vote for him? Hell no, I wouldn't vote for him for president of the United States. And it appears as if some of these polls show, in fact, that that is the case. That Republicans who are asked if they have a favorable view of RFK Jr. does not mean that they are going to vote for him over Donald Trump. Now, again, I'm not welded completely into the belief without question, that Biden is the one that he would harm. A lot can happen uh, between then and now. Uh, but this th- this belief that some are locked into that he definitely would be harmful to Trump because Republicans have said they have a favorable view of him, I still reject. And it appears as if some of the polling does show that. RFK Jr. also last week, he came, <clears throat> he came out in support of reparations. Certainly not going to help him. With those that are considered to be, you know, those that are Republicans that some conservatives fear will get peeled off to RFK Jr. Uh, coming out and supporting the idea of reparations, uh, that is not that's that's not certainly going to help his cause. Uh, all right, so thought I'd open with some of those poll numbers, maybe encouraging for some of you as the Biden administration continues to attempt attempt to imprison political opposition. Uh, there is however, I'll share this next, a Democrat lawmaker planning to announce a primary bid against Biden this week and this is uh, a member of Congress. It's not some nobody. It's a nobody to you and a nobody to me, but he is a Democrat member of Congress. That next, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. One other notation on this Harvard-Caps-Harris poll survey shared with The Hill that shows Trump beating Biden and increasing that lead if RFK Jr. is thrown in there. They also surveyed some of the other Republican candidates and they found that Biden leads DeSantis and Nikki Haley in separate head-to-head matchups. Biden receiving 44 to DeSantis 40, Biden receiving 42 to Nikki Haley's 38%. Now, I firmly believe that if it came down to a general election, that would definitely change. Uh, there are a lot of unknowns about those individuals and what is known amongst a large segment of the population is simply what they what they're told by the media, what they're told by the late night talk show host and uh, they they don't have quite the um, the, the knowledge the uh, uh, of these these candidates other than through those filters. So I, I do believe if it was a one versus one, a DeSantis versus Biden or a Haley versus Biden, that that certainly would change. Uh, all that being said, again, this is why you don't hear any longer the establishment talking about how Trump is the only one who can't beat Biden because consistently polls show he's the only one who is beating Joe Biden. Isn't it amazing how wrong the establishment is so often about these things? I think back to, and I think that we should look at these things history, look back in just my adult lifetime. I, the first presidential election that I was old enough to vote in, and Republicans were told during the primaries, I remember Pat Buchanan was in there, uh, I believe Alan Keyes was in there, you had a lot of these non-traditional Republicans that were running, but Bob Dole was the one guy, he wasn't too, you know, too far to the right. So he wouldn't alienate moderate voters. And he had proven that he could reach across the aisle. And so he was the guy that some even Democrats would vote for. And that was the key. He was the one guy the establishment said could beat Bill Clinton. And of course we saw how that went. John McCain, same thing. Establishment, this is the guy you gotta pick. He's the one guy that can reach across the aisle. I mean, the media, they like him. Oh, Democrats, they say wonderful things about him. Well, yeah, whenever he's throwing a wrench in things for conservatives. But we were told that was the one guy that would be able to beat then-newcomer Barack Obama. And we saw how that went. Mitt Romney came along. Same thing. Same exact message from the establishment. Mitt Romney, you know, you can't get some radical Republican that's gonna alienate the moderate voter, alienate the independent voter. Mitt Romney, he can reach across the aisle. Well, by gosh, he was governor of Massachusetts as a Republican. He had to deal with Democrats all the time. I mean, this is the sort of guy, this is the one guy who can beat Barack Obama. Saw how that went. Who's the one candidate? The establishment not only said could not beat Hillary Clinton, but would mean the loss of all Hispanic support. It would be the complete and utter destruction of the Republican Party, and that was Donald Trump. And, of course, he won. And we were also told he would bring about World War III and totally crash our economy. And what did we see? We saw unprecedented world peace and an unprecedented boom to the economy. Now, that tells me You don't need to know a lick about what these people are proposing when it comes to policy, when it comes to any of the... Just look at their track record. When they're telling you who's electable and who's not electable, look at their track record. The Republican establishment, when it comes to telling the Republican voters who is and who is not electable, is... Right about as often as Joe Biden is when it comes to foreign policy. That's their track record. Regarding Biden, Representative Dean Phillips, Minnesota reportedly planning on announcing a presidential campaign in New Hampshire next week. To challenge, or that would be this week, this story was from last Friday, uh, to challenge Biden, who Phillips does not believe has what it takes to win a second term in office. Politico reported that Phillips will launch his bid on October 27th in Concord, New Hampshire, but cautioned he could still back out of it. Phillips has played footsie with the idea for months as he has tried to encourage other more prominent Democrats to jump into the race after saying earlier this year that he planned on running for president one day but he wasn't sure if he was ready at this moment in time. If I'll just say this, if you're a Democrat and you think compared to Joe Biden, relatively speaking, you're not ready to be president of the United States, then, yeah, then, then you might as well be done for because it's all relative, right? I mean, done, if you're not ready to be president of the United States, what compared to Biden as a Democrat, really? Your marker is that you do not believe that you are as prepared, because this should be what makes you decide to run or not to run. I'm better prepared. I could do a better job than this individual as a Democrat. And if you are uh, from the belief system that you don't think that you're ready to be as good as Joe Biden is, (laughs) that's not a very solid ringing self-endorsement. The American Transmissions, talk at text line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk one zero four one. Boom, shakalaka. Luis Martinez. Utilize the grand services of garage experts. This is what he had to say after five stars to elaborate. Rarely is the quality of service held true in a business name, but garage experts are hands-down experts in their field of business. Their attention to detail, worksmanship, clearly demonstrates that they have mastered their craft. Not only are they experts in garage flooring and storage solutions, but are also experts in providing exceptional customer service. Their response time is very quick if you have additional questions. And most important, they nailed my request completion date even after we had to bump it up four days sooner. The end result was this amazing garage floor. They posted a pic of it, as you can see, many pics to get get a sense and idea of what sort of work they do. Thank you, garage experts, he says, and that's what you hear consistently. He noted that they were not only detailed, but clearly experts, clearly experts. When you do it every day and you have very, 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 very low turnover, you have people that work for you, and they have for years, and for every day that they work, this is what they do. Instead of laying down the epoxy and prepping the flooring is one of 80 different things they do, but it's the thing they do. That's how you get experts. Garage experts, you can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Israel has announced the government is going to release raw, unedited footage of the Hamas attacks against the Jewish state sometime today. Government spokesperson Elon Levy said in a post to Twitter yesterday that the footage from the October 7th terrorist attacks will come from Hamas death squad body cameras. The Israeli Defense Forces has been collecting the footage from the body cameras as Hamas rampaged through the communities in southern Israel butchering everyone in sight. Levy said, quote, unfortunately, I can't believe I'm saying this and I can't believe that we as a country are having to do this. As we work to defeat the terror organization that brutalized our people, we are witnessing a Holocaust denial like phenomenon evolving in real time. And we are. It, it, it is this. What, what we're watching, this is how the world, quote, let the Nazi thing happen. You know, as humanity, hindsight is such a virtue-signaling thing. And it's amazing that people on the left in particular that want to condemn this country because of sins in the past that we corrected, or condemn people because they had some sort of tethered connection to something that wasn't... um, Moral, but they're openly supporting today's Nazis. We look back and condemn people, including Americans and American companies that worked with Hitler's government, that was siding with Hitler, or said, Well, I'm going to kind of stay out of it a little bit because, sure. There are people complaining about him, but you know, he's got some valid points as well. Creating a moral equivalency. Well, we're watching it today. I mean, the difference is, and sometimes we are not fair in this approach. The people historically that we would look at as, you know, in the lead up to, um, our involvement in World War II is saying we need to stay out of it and continuing to do work with with Hitler's Germany. Um, they did not have the benefit of what we would all learn as a world when the concentration camps began to, to become liberated. You know, those images, that those weren't images that were out there. Today, the images are out there, and you still have People that are rallying in support of specifically Hamas, the ones who carried out and are continuing to carry out the terrorist attacks. The modern day, today's version of the Holocaust denial, incidentally, is not simply pretending as if the atrocities are not occurring it is the it is the presentation of the moral equivalency that is also a modern day holocaust denial because what it is doing it is devictimizing the jewish people it is trying to convince you in some capacity, that, that really they're not, yeah, it's actually even here in America, uh, it's the Muslims that are the greatest victims, not the Jews. And so that means, and, and they want to conflate Muslims with Hamas, and so it is their way of creating the sort of, once again, this modern-day Holocaust denial to make you feel as if it's not really that bad for Jews. In fact, the Springfield Leader is on the ball on this. They have an entire piece Not about the synagogues, unless I've missed that piece. But uh, you go to the news leader today, and the first and foremost story is about the added security that uh, the the, the mosque in Springfield has had to take because of all of the anti-Muslim hate crimes committing in this country, which, you know, I'm not seeing them. I know that there was that nut job who stabbed uh, the mom and the six-year-old, and, of course, he should just— be put away forever for that. I mean, everyone agrees with that. That is what was referenced by Joe Biden. And it was specifically referenced because that's the one example they can find. Meanwhile, you have people, you have schools, there's video in San Francisco of students marching through the hallways in support of Hamas, chanting from the river to the sea, which is about running the Jews into the ocean, killing them all off, getting rid of them, annihilating them. you you have i mean the, the synagogues that are being vandalized you have all of these threats yet you're starting to see more comfortable and again the news leaders an example of this they're trying to create this atmosphere in which oh it's not really the jews who have stuff to worry about it's it's the islamic community that is that is uh, uh, the ones under real threat in the world. And it isn't to say that there aren't threats that occur or that there aren't worries, but it's done in this context where it's it's dismissing or diminishing what it is that the Jewish people are going through. We've got numerous gathering centers in this area of Jewish people. And to go to the news leader's front page and see the presentation in this community just as if the Jews aren't going through anything right now whatsoever. No, no, the Jewish people, the Jewish community. There's nothing for them to worry. We don't even need to mention now. Let's focus on this over here. It's modern-day Holocaust denial. Traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. Next time you get that standard oil change, ask them about... Your vehicle getting ready for winter, what you need to do. This is what I recommend, and they'll let you know. It may may be simple, depending on your vehicle, the age, the type of the vehicle. Uh, It may be something that is a bit more extensive. This is where they are experts. I am not. But the one thing you can do is ask questions, and I recommend that you do it. Day one custom car care. Be inquisitive. First alert forecast, sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, a high near 80 for the day, a 20% chance of showers. Overnight down to 64, 40% chance of showers tomorrow, high near 76. And a slight chance of rain in the afternoon Then partly sunny with a high near 78 on Wednesday. Israel's ceremonial president, Isaac Herzog. Revealed to Britain's Sky News yesterday that Hamas terrorists were found with USB drives that include instructions on how to manufacture cyanide agents for the use against Israelis. Times of Israel elaborating. Herzog shows off materials recovered from USB drive on the body of a Hamas terrorist in Israel, which was copied from al-Qaeda and included detailed instructions on creating chemical weapons, including precise instructions for preparing a device for dispersing cyanide agents. It is official Al-Qaeda material. He noted we're dealing with ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and Hamas. In the material, there were instructions how to produce chemical weapons. This is, it speaks about arson, and it speaks about various chemicals that come out and produce chemical weapons. Cyanide, of course, was a chemical weapon used during the First World War. And it is frowned upon, one may say. The Israeli Defense Force is, meanwhile, publishing photographs showing the Palestinian terror group Hamas has placed rockets in close proximity to civilian buildings, including schools, United Nation buildings, and mosques. And they do this, of course, so that those that were once referred to as useful idiots will accuse Israel of blowing up schools, blowing up the United Nations buildings, blowing up mosques, blowing up hospitals. This isn't anything new. This isn't a surprise. This is their standard operation. And one might wonder, how can they continue to do it once you figure it out and you know that this is how they operate? So they they do this deliberately. They kill their own citizens. They put their own citizens in harm's way so that when they get killed, they can blame the Jews. You would think that that trick would only work once because once it's exposed, you know the game. But the reason they continue to do it is because it continues to work over and over and over again. Just look last week at the massive disinformation campaign carried out by the mainstream media falsely accusing the Israelis of blowing up a hospital, killing 500, all because Hamas told them so. That That is literally, that has been their defense. Well, the terrorists told us that's what happened. You see, it is inf- insightful once you recognize the media and those that they view with uh, dismissiveness with skepticism versus those in which they just take their word for it so for example in this battle well Hamas told us that the Jews did it so I mean you can't blame us we were just reporting what they told us but of course if the Israelis put something out there It is presented as skepticism. We all get told, well, they've put out information in the past that's turned out not to be true, so we have to take it with a grain of salt. This, of course, works in the favor of the terrorists. And it's not just terrorism versus Israel. I mean, we see it domestically here. Uh, You look at how they cover Trump versus Biden. You know, everything Trump said, uh, of course, the media presented as not being true, or if they couldn't prove it wasn't true, what were the famous words that, that became synonymous with any Trump claim? Without evidence. Without evidence. Trump said without evidence. Biden, meanwhile, can tell the exact same lie over and over and over again, and they just print it No questions asked. And that is because the mindset, the training of journalists today is not to observe and report what information you're able to see and gather and then put it out there. In their minds, there is a right side and a wrong side, and they have to craft their messaging so that you come to the proper conclusion. They themselves acknowledge this. You know, there was that comedian who I think really summarized it in a concise fashion, and it was after he revealed that he he's one of these storyteller comedians, I forget his name, but among other stories, he told stories essentially painting the United States as being you know, filled with a bunch of, right-wing white racist how horrible and he told stories about uh the racism that he faced and somebody sending anthrax that got on his kid and so forth and he would later acknowledge that none of that was true it didn't happen but he has no regrets because sometimes it's necessary to lie so that people understand where the problems really exist sure it didn't happen to him but it could have this is the same approach that the, the, the media takes. There is a right and there's a wrong, and the truth is there when it's convenient, but if you are going to be misled by the truth, then it's best they not report it to you. And this is the, the, the approach that we see at play, and this is how you end up With reports that are filled with disinformation that make the state of Israel look horrific while making the terrorists look like they're victims. The Israeli security forces have reportedly established a new unit dedicated to killing all Hamas members directly involved in the October 7th surprise attack carried out by the organization. Uh, The service named the unit NILI, NILI, which is a Hebrew acronym translating to The Eternity of Israel Will Not Lie. According to the Jerusalem Post, the unit will specifically target members of a Hamas special commando military unit after the attack that killed over 1,400 Israelis and about two dozen Americans. Meanwhile, Iran has warned Israel that the Middle East will spin out of control if Gaza attacks continue. And you have Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin placing additional U.S. troops on prepare to deploy orders to the Middle East yesterday after speaking with President Joe Biden, according to reports. He said in a statement, I've placed an additional number of forces on prepare to deploy orders as part of prudent contingency planning to increase their readiness and ability to quickly respond as required. Now, some may wonder. The. what appears to be the tightrope, have-it-both-ways approach some Democrats are taking in condemning terrorism. A couple of weeks ago, I proposed that all of this has put a number of Democrats in a precarious position because it is putting them in the uncomfortable position of criticizing terrorists. And the fact that this administration has been funding terrorism to the tune of billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And we have seen a unified voice. While Republicans are being mocked and criticized because they can't get their act together when it comes to choosing a speaker, they're unified on things like, we shouldn't fund terrorism. While Democrats don't seem to be so united on that. Now you tell me what is the greater implication here. You think about that for a moment. The Republican Party is being portrayed as a, bu- and I'm not saying that there aren't problems there, but look at what the problems are over. Look at where they are having difficulties coming together. And we note that with the Republicans, they are not getting along very well when it comes to picking a speaker. There's a lot of hatred there, and they are being portrayed as a, you know, just a, a bunch of buffoons that can't get it together. I think it was Jake Tapper, one of the the media folks mentioning to a Republican member of Congress, you know, don't you, the world, you realize everyone thinks that you're just a bunch of fools that can't get it together. Well, maybe on speakership that is correct, but when it comes to terrorism, seem to be on the same page. This, as opposed to Democrats where you still have squad members, sob squad members out there spreading false information, disinformation. Ilan Omar had a screaming meltdown at Joe Biden for carrying out acts of terror, supporting Israel as they carry out these acts of terrorism. Which of these two is to the greater detriment? A political party that has a difficult time coming together, a lot of backbiting and internal fighting over a speakership position, but lockstep against terrorism, or a party that falls in line behind their leadership but can't all manage to agree that terrorism is bad. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. A difference between the two political parties is Republicans do not really need to navigate support for Israel for political purposes. It's pretty straightforward. Hamas, they're terrorists, bad. Israel has a right to defend itself. Very clear cut. There's no concern about losing elections. Democrats, however, are facing this problem. Hence the headline from the Washington Examiner, Biden at risk of losing Michigan voting bloc in 2024 due to response to the war in Israel. Michigan holds one of the largest Muslim and Arab American populations in the United States with the voting bloc choosing Biden overwhelmingly and helping secure his win in the swing state in the 2020 election. An exit poll from the Associated Press found that 64 percent of Muslims voted for Biden in 2020 uh, compared to 35 percent that voted for Trump. Now that support could be waning ahead of 2024. Former Biden advisor Ahmed Ramadan and other Michigan Democratic leaders said that they are hearing frustration with Biden and threats that they may not vote for him again. Telling NBC News, the main takeaway from a series of roundtables he's had with Muslim community leaders is that people are very disappointed and they will not forget what President Biden did and why he lied to them. Now, there are a couple of of problems here for the Democrats. It's not just this. Now, This one is messy because the problem is the 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 Democrats oftentimes conflate and they do. We hear it from the Saab squad in particular. Hamas with what the you know, the Palestinians themselves as if they're all one and the same. And they refuse to note that the reason that the Palestinian people are in the position that they're in, it's not because of the evil Jews. It's because of Hamas. The reason it is a quote open air prison is not because of the Israelis, it's because of Hamas. The Israelis have, have provided the materials. All of the things that we hear about the hellhole that Gaza is. It, one of we keep hearing dirty water, dirty water, dirty water. Israel fully paid for the infrastructure several years ago, delivering the piping in order to craft an infrastructure that would be more reliable in terms of delivering clean water. And all of that was used by Hamas to build rocket launchers and rockets instead missiles. The blaming Israel for the sins of Hamas is a, is a real hang-up that the Democrat Party has for some reason. And it's unfortunate because it could very well cause them to lose a great deal of support. It's unfortunate for them politically. Now, what doesn't get mentioned and is a problem they were already facing in states like Michigan is all of this stuff in the schools with the transgenderism and the gender identity stuff and trying to separate parents from kids when it comes to education. Democrats were already facing a backlash over that. So you couple it with this and you could have states like Michigan where you have tremendous uh, uh, areas of Muslim population that may not necessarily come out and support Trump, but may not get out there and support Biden.